When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Gust of Wind podcast. Dubin here, going it alone. Technically not alone, but no Gazer Beam 2K this time around. He's currently at a win a box, uh, and he's allegedly in a win and in right now. What kind of win and in? I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think he tied before he's in a win and in, so I don't know how I feel about that ultimately. But I am, again, I'm not alone, uh, so this is a little bit weird for me, but. You know, I would normally say, hey, Gazer, how's your week going? Oh, good. How was yours? So on and so forth. But this time, I'm joined by two awesome people. I have On Guard and Vulcan Turtle TCG of the newly founded Trainers Guild team slash content team. Uh, welcome in, guys. How's it going? Going all right. Things are great on my end. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, you guys have both never been on the pod before. Uh, so we get to kill two birds with one stone at this point in time. And I feel like a lot of people need to know who you are. So uh, we'll start with On Guard. Uh, if you want to go ahead and let everybody know a little bit about yourself, your Pokemon history, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I have been playing the Pokemon trading card game uh, since 2017. Uh, started like traveling competitively beginning of like the what was it 2018 2019 or 2019 2020 season whatever the season was that started right as covid hit so, so uh, yeah 1920 yeah yeah uh so unfortunately didn't get a lot of regionals in before that i was able to go to like daytona regionals a few times the one regional that i was able to make it to before covid hit was knoxville where i got top 128 there but didn't make day two no, it was top 256. That's my bad. Uh, then, uh, as we got back into this new season and whatnot, uh, what were the other ones that I traveled to? I traveled to one before I went to NAIC, and I'm trying to Indy. remember. Indy. Yeah, Indy. We, Indy. Met, we, we met at yeah. Indy, yeah. Yeah, we did meet at Indy. I went to Indy. I got top 128. Was it top 128 or top 256 again? Two, I think it might have been 256. 256, yeah. Yeah, 256. Yeah. Yeah, 256 there, and then at NAIC, I made my first ever day two, which was top 128. Didn't do my best in day two, was a little mentally exhausted and definitely making some misplays, but we're going to try and fix that for this season and try to make a couple of top 64s, top 32s, etc., etc., and see if we can qualify for Yokohama. That's the goal. I think that's kind of like everybody's goal right now. The the yeah, coveted sure. coveted worlds to Japan trip, basically. Yeah. All right, Mr. Vulcan Turtle. Uh, tell the world about yourself. Uh, there's really not much. I kind of just started getting into the competitive Pokemon TCG uh, back in January of 2020. So when Sword and Shield came out and like on guard, that was around the point where uh, the COVID-19 pandemic hit. So I never really got to do anything on the more professional circuit through regionals and stuff like that. Uh, I went to my very first NAIC, and that's where I met On Guard and you. Uh, placed 365 there, and that is my only accolade to the TCG. Other than that, uh, I mean, I play the online 
playing a lot. I'm in a lot of online tournaments, but this season I'm definitely really looking forward to traveling to a lot of different regionals, NAIC, and again that uh, world's invite. Yeah, I mean uh, nothing to scoff at though. You've uh, you've won a few of uh, the tourney of dooms from our friend Senor Doom though. Yeah, I, I did do that. Uh, thanks, thanks to uh, Ice Rider Palkia. <laughs> Yeah, Doom's a good dude. He was on our uh, season finale for the last season of the pod. Uh, I love I love his art uh, and everything he's got going on. But I'm happy to have you both here. Uh, technically, uh, us and a few other people have been in secrecy playtesting a little bit, theory crafting. Yeah. And um, yeah, either one of you want to take it away on that and tell the world a little bit about that? Before that, I think it's kind of funny that... Vulcan has like won some online tournaments because I actually don't have a single win in online tournaments. <laughs> Offline, yes, I do. However, online, my highest placing is a second place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in real life, I've I've played in tons of tournaments at local scenes and I've won a bunch of tournaments at local scenes, but never anything too big, uh, you know, anything crazy yet. So yeah, like I've gotten plenty of locals wins and a challenge win. But I have never won an online tournament, but that's mainly because I just play in, like, the larger ones. I, I don't think that I've joined, like, any of them that have been under, like, 40 at any point. But still, it's kind of funny that I have not won a singular online event yet. Some, pe some people say they matter, some people say they don't. Uh, you know, you, you could just say, for the sake of it, that they don't matter. And Vulcan can say and, they do, and then, you know, both, both validated. They for sure matter. Yeah. Like, it's, it, like, at the end of the day, the Pokemon trading card game is the Pokemon trading card game, whether you play it IRL or online. Uh, playing through it, using your own decision-making to make the best plays you possibly can... All of that just comes with the territory of playing the game. 100%. Any accomplishment is an accomplishment, regardless of if it's online or offline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never never discredit yourself, no matter what people think or what their opinions are. Because it's your opinion that matters the most anyways in the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. Also, it looks like we have a Nick in the stream waiting room at the moment. Oh, he's a little too late because the OBS setup is like... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ah, uh, well... It's all Gazer's fault today, because um, he's, you know, he's AFK, basically. He's uh, out there and somewhere in California trying to win a box. But Hashtag Glenn Gazer. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he does. He can uh, bring bring home the bacon. Uh, but yeah, so the Trainers Guild um, are technically started as a playtesting group of a bunch of content creators and streamers who wanted to do a little bit better this coming season. And uh, there were a few of us that were like, hey, well, what if we had this person? What if we had this person? What do you think about them? What do you think about them? And eventually uh, it just became into uh, a large, not large, uh, there's what, technically seven-ish people in, involved. One of them exists in there just because they have the, the tag for the hidden part of the Discord, uh, but they're tapped out of the game at the moment anyways. So... Um, but there's a handful of people in there, and then a few of you decided to uh, pull the trigger and jump out as a full-fledged team, uh, the two of you included in that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, so the idea behind it is sort of in order to, first of all, improve as players and also be able to sort of share in our accomplishments, I wanted to sort of 
bring together a group of us if I could. Uh, granted, it was not entirely my idea, obviously, but it was in effort to improve our play and also to be able to have a group to make content with because part of what I've also wanted to do going forward is being able to like put out group content. I've wanted to be able to put out games against other people, uh, meta-analysis with other people, et cetera, et cetera. Just, I felt it would be very good to be able to put out content with a group and also share in each other's successes as we grow and progress through the season. Okay. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go over uh, a little bit more about the members, uh, Vulcan Turtle, would you like to take that over? Uh, yeah, sure. So right now we have uh, just, was it, four members currently a part of the Trainers Guild. We've got myself and On Guard, and we've got Nick over at 9Card TCG, and we've got Jordan over at Gym 9. And the four of us are content creators, but we're players at heart. And I think one of the big things about, you know, being a part of a content creator team or just a Pokemon team in general, I you know, we had joined the original group to get better at the game, focus, just come into this new season and, and blast it away. And with this content team, you know, it become it became more, let's just not get better at the TCG. We're going to get there eventually. But we could also become greater content creators for the community at large by working together and finding a way to not only just bring entertainment to the masses and people who are fans of individual channels all coming into one location, but also just being able to provide something that that we may not normally do ourselves and, and bring that to the table. Yeah. yeah. So killing two birds with one stone, both being able to improve at the game and also bring some community content at the same time. Yeah, so I mean, you both stream on Twitch. Do you want to take a moment to talk about your uh, Twitch channels as well? Yeah. Vulcan, do you want to start with that? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Vulcan Turtle TCG, and the, uh, Twitch is kind of my, 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 my little home hub there. Uh, tried the whole YouTube thing, and it wasn't like for me, but that's where, you know, the Trainers Guild also comes in because it's like, I can get better content creation, but Twitch is where I live and uh, I have a lot of fun over there. Goal at the end of the year is like 500 followers, but you know, we definitely have a ton of fun. We, we like to bring decks that are outside the normal and, and go in and have a lot of fun. We, we really only primarily play in tournaments to show a lot of players that anybody can play the Pokemon TCG, regardless of what deck they have. Uh, regardless of if it's their first or their millionth tournament. My main goal is to play in a lot of tournaments to show a lot of new players that you do not have to be good at the TCG to have fun with the TCG. And you can ask my chat. They roast me all the time. I lose a lot, but as long as we have fun at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. And, and if you've been inspired to go and play in a tournament, either at your local scene or on Limitless TCG, you know, then my job is done. Cracking one smile, that's my whole point. That's my purpose in life, making people smile, and, and Pokemon helps me do that. Yeah. Yeah. As for myself, I also primarily live on Twitch. I absolutely love being able to just talk to people in general while I'm doing things. Again, the majority of my content is the Pokemon trading card game. I love playing rogue decks in big tournaments. I want to I want to do a little bit more meta stuff just because I need to improve with that. I've been playing far too much Rogue lately, but I am still going to keep Rogue a massive part of the channel. On top of that, I also cast a series that uh, is now 
starting its third season this upcoming Wednesday, uh, the Guard Gauntlet, which season three of this is going back to bi-weekly because I have a lot of a lot of schoolwork to do with digital media and whatnot, so I can't exactly afford to keep it up with weekly. But I have been very much enjoying casting those. It's so much fun to be able to cast and provide a tournament to the community. So that's that's also a lot of fun. I also do periodic other streams, mainly related to Pokemon, but I also want to branch out into some other games as well, multiverses. I also really want to start playing Cult of the Lamb, which Dubin actually has sort of inspired me to do. It's it's such a fun game. It's so it's... that game that game is so the cool. interactions I... that you get when you have like the twitch people like uh come in uh and join the cult where it's like oh i want them to eat poop and then like it just gets <laughs> it gets so wild what? uh, uh, uh there's a... <laughs> so two 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 of uh two of my regular viewers slash moderators uh cordy and uh x tengram um cordy kept wanting to make x tengram eat poop in the game um <laughs> And it was just funny that it was like the two of them like interacting and like he's like, all right, the first time was a prank. Let's see if we can make him do it again. And then after after the second time, it's like, all right, I want to kill X Tankrum. And I'm like, whoa, Courtney, calm down, no, dude. <laughs> and like, it's just it's so funny because it's you know two those are two viewers' names in the game that are having this like own weird interaction. Uh, it's yeah. it's super fun. It, oh. Essentially, you start you start off the game where you have like a little like cult area but you have to build it up like it's an animal crossing island yeah yeah but at the same time it's a roguelike like binding of isaac which gives it this really fun but also like cultic dynamic which i love also in my own community we have this little summonable cat familiar named merlin who's like a little magic cat kind of thing so we were gonna make this cult for uh cult of the lamb called cult of merlin when we actually name it okay but that that's gonna be a lot of fun uh on top of that i also recently did a very large uh aura stream where i have to beat the entire game with a singular team of six anytime i catch a pokemon it's locked on my team and if i ever lose a battle i have to restart the entire game uh which i did complete that challenge after having to restart the game twice. <laughs> yeah, challenges so, like that, that are uh, soul-draining at the same time, too. Oh, for, for sure. I My throat was shot for, like, two days after that. Yeah, you, you did a lot of hours in that, uh, in that time. Oh, period. yeah. All right. I, I was, it was literally 24 hours. We took, like, a slight break when I got a noise complaint at 3 in the morning and then woke back up and watched the... <laughs> watched the trailer for Scarlet and Violet at 9 o'clock on stream and then went back to it. But it was fun. It was for sure fun. Okay, jump cut! Uh, we've been uh, joined by yet another member of the Trainers Guild, someone who's been on the pod before, so they really need too, too much of an introduction. But now we are joined by Nick from Nine Card TCG. What's up, dude? I, I would like a full-length introduction still. I, I mean, you can, you know, if, feel free to introduce yourself to people who don't know who you are uh but you know go back and check out his solo episode with us last season if you want more information and to hear him and gazer bicker about tcg live <laughs> yes that is a thing that we did and he actually came on my channel to do a webcam battle and continued to 
be wrong on my channel, so. <laughs> I'm yeah. now curious as to what the, like, stances that each of you ha had was. Oh, uh, very briefly, he thought it was a good idea for the crafting cost to be higher. Like, for, but only for certain cards. Like, Mu V Max should not be the same as, um, like size or, or scissor v max even though they're uh, both v maxes no, yes. I, th I think it should just be based on like the rarity that it is Agreed. like right. yeah that's part of that's part of the reason why the market in ptcgo isn't something that we want to keep so if you want to hear me uh eviscerate his points and his uh his stance on it it's it's available for you to to do so. Don't worry. I, I think I think we, <laughs> for the most part, agree that you are correct on this. Yeah, you don't even need to hear his side. <laughs> when does anybody ever want to hear Gazer's side anyway? That's why we're doing this episode without him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that works. That works. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you are another member of the Trainers Guild. Uh, how do you feel about yeah. that? You want to talk about that a little bit? I got their opinions. We talked to them about that. Uh, well, yeah, what's your what's your side of the story? Uh, I don't have much of a side. I think it's really important to have a consistent group of individuals that even if you aren't necessarily playing with all the time, that are just throwing ideas out there and kind of helping you keep track of what's doing well, what's popular, what decks are adding, what cards, um, discussing meta for upcoming events, uh, all that kind of stuff. It just helps you, you, you make it less likely that you're going to miss something kind of important. So having that group, I think, is is pretty significant. Yeah, I mentioned yeah. that it like started as like a, a playtesting group, and then uh, you know technically I'm like a shadow member um, at this point. Uh, so I'm not in the content team, but I'm behind the scenes with like playtesting and a few other yeah. little bits and pieces and whatnot. So cats out of the bag. When I talked about people I've been playtesting with, it's it's these it's these goofballs. Uh, but I, yeah. love, I love them all very much. Uh, so it's a good time. Also, good luck, Gazer. Do we think so, Garatino will flop? Uh, uh, well, 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 we all the Q and A's at the end of the stream. Oh, um, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, okay, ignore okay. ignore Gazer. Uh, he doesn't exist at this current moment in time. <laughs> this is the Gust of Stoob now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, <laughs> it could be. Let me know. Let me know in uh, you know the the Apple and Spotify five star reviews and all that kind of stuff. If you guys want Gazer <laughs> out of here forever and. We bring in rotating uh, casters, uh, guests. Gazer has to win his tournament to come back. Yeah, Gazer has to win yeah. that box, and yeah. then he has to mail it <laughs> to my he has to mail it to my PO box. I demand he tribute. To, he at least has to win this round and make top eight. That's the that's the requirement. Yeah, one got, game, win or lose, Gazer. Yeah, he's got he's got to win. He's got to win, or he's off the pod forever. Earn your keep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just so, you know, uh, we're all going to Baltimore this coming week, uh, yeah. and we're all rooming together, too. So that'll be a fun experience. Uh, but yeah, uh, we can talk about hypothetical medicals. Uh, I don't necessarily think we should let the cat out of the bag about what any of us want to play or any playlists or anything like specific like that. But what do we think we're going to see heading into the very last Go slash Astral Radiance format tournament? Oh, I think that's easy. Yeah. You're gonna see Palkio. It's yeah, <laughs> you're gonna. Sure. <laughs> it's basically Worlds 2.0. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, not yeah. even. Format, it's it's like World's one point one. That yeah, same. World's one point one. Yeah, how uh, many? I, I feel like a lot of people that'll like this could be their first event, um, and they might just like gravitate to like Arc Flying Pika because it you know it took the top three seeds. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, easy sure. easy point to gravitate to. Um, we haven't seen much development outside of that with the uh, online tournaments. For the metagame whatsoever i mean everybody now is starting to play lost origin so it's a little bit of a weird place between yeah you know new set hype and online stuff playing with new cards and us stuck in the shadow ages of you know astral radiance and go yeah, yeah it's literally that weird middle zone where it's a week after a new set came out but still many people are practicing for the old format because of the tournament that happens a week after the release of a new set yeah, I think they definitely yeah. dropped the ball uh, on the schedule for this event specifically yeah. with the release window. This would yeah, have been, 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 been the hype. week after. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Japanese players have to go through that for Worlds though, and in international tournaments because they're months ahead of us, so they're always practicing new formats and going back to old formats. So you know what? Yeah. Take that, Americans. Go back to yeah. your old formats. We'll, we'll, ta we'll take a taste of that. Sure. Yeah, I mean that. That's yeah. It, yeah, it's been that way for a long time. So I guess technically we deserve it at this point. Um, it's 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 a valid point, but I don't think it's I don't think we could say, well, other people have to do it. Therefore, you know, we should always have to do it like Pokemon yeah. should just be better about it. Uh, it's it is uh, it's it's looking like they might be trying to get better with it by making rotation early 2023, when, yeah. which is when Japan rotates. So are they trying to put us on a rotation schedule to avoid that problem in the future? We'll have to wait and see, but it seems like there may be some steps in the right direction. Yeah, I can yeah, hope it so. Would, it would be cool if they're trying to sync up the releases somewhat, where, like, they'll, obviously in Japan, they'll still get their monthly releases for sets, but they might sync up every three months. Uh, so right. we might have, like, a month of all playing in the same format as Japan, which would be nice to see, at least. I mean, uh, if you think about it this way, too, uh, going into uh, Silver Tempest, that our pre-releases are in november not december yeah so we're gonna get that set the beginning of december and that's i mean sure it's technically three months but it doesn't feel like it normally does yeah because we got this one so late so it feels like it's like two months mm -hmm. yeah like yeah. A, a month short uh for that that uh that format window for lost origin which is either good or bad i mean there's a lot of awesome stuff in lost origin we'll get to that in a little bit but yeah, leading into Baltimore, uh, we've we've all done some theory crafting and testing and whatnot. What do you think the uh, you you really think Palky is gonna have like uh, mega dominance even with the arc flying Pikachu going on? Yeah. Well, let's let's answer that with another question. Why does arc flying Pika have a place in the meta? Well, you know, uh, duh. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, exactly. It's not even just Palkia. It also, like, Pika beats Reggie's Solrock Lunatone. It beats, like, it beats Radiant Zard pretty consistently. Uh, there's obviously ways around it, like Cross Switcher and then boss up the Pika to hit it for 250, uh, plus the damage from, like, Inteleon. But for the most part, it has a really good spot in the meta for being able to lock out certain archetypes hit one of the most powerful archetypes in the format for weakness, and have consistent acceleration and disruption. It's such a good deck overall, 
and having the Hisui and Decidui also means that it can beat out some of these other like anti-meta archetypes like Blissey Miltank. Yeah, yeah it's, it's got it's really a... good rogue variants basically there to be able to handle yeah. anything like that. But, but when you when you talk about a, a new deck, and we, we can talk more about this later in Lost Origin, maybe that will reinforce my point a little bit more. When you when you talk about a, a deck's success or viability in the format, what deck are you asking yourself? Can it beat this deck? And it's the answer is usually Palkia, and then sometimes Mew. Uh, I think in the Astral Radiance Pokemon Go format, it, Mew is still very much part of the equation, but. You're asking yourself, can can this beat Palkia? Can this beat Mew? Those are the two really big decks that you are trying to uh, make sure you don't at least take a hard loss to. I partially agree with that. However, I think that in this format, Mew is somewhat of an afterthought, and Arceus, Pika, and Palkia are the two things that people are mainly considering. That being said, I think the... Mew variant that popped up at Worlds, the one without the Meloettas, has so much potential in this format right now. I do think that it sort of hard loses to Drapion in the, in the next format because you can't really afford to run Lost City in the Meloettalus build because it needs the Pokegears so much. I mean, not Pokegears, Pokestops. But I think it is very good in this format. I honestly yeah. think Meloettalus Mew might be one of the best decks going into Baltimore. Yeah, I do it consistently agree. Consistently hitting uh, 220 plus uh, after turn two through the rest of the game honestly feels so good to be behind that driver's seat in that deck. Yeah. Even with Lost Origin and Drapion, I, just to, since we brought it up, I played, I was playing a deck yesterday uh, on stream and I should have been able to beat Mew but both my Drapion and Heavy Ball were prized, and there was like a less than 1% chance of that happening, and they both... Oh. It did happen. I looked I looked at the math. I looked at the percentages of prizing cards, um, and it was about 1-ish percent or something, and it happened to be the 1% of the one matchup you oh, don't man. want it to happen. And yeah. you steamrolled me. that I couldn't do a thing. Yeah, that's, so, that's wild. That's rough. That's just rough. I was I think, not happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in that particular situation, the way that you have to go about it, was it a Meloetta-less Mew variant, or did it play Meloetta? I don't recall. I don't recall seeing Meloetta. Okay. Did they play Fusion so, Strike Energy? Yes. Okay, so then, then okay. I don't know. Yeah. That, that could, uh, <laughs> if, if, they played, if they played Fusion Strike Energy, it's a Meloetta variant. Probably, Regardless, yeah. I think the route that you have to go for in that matchup is to try and rapid flow a genesect and a one prizer well whether it be oracorio or meloetta there wasn't King one damage. in play yeah like that makes it that makes it a lot harder but generally that like route would be hit genesect and meloetta ping down the genesect remaining to take a total of three prizes later or one prize and then three pri two prizes on another turn and then Drapion at the very end to take a Mew KO. Because a lot of Mew variants in this format, the Lost Origin format, are playing two Lost City now to hit a specific threat and Lost Zone it permanently. Yeah. So saving the Drapion for the late game and using like Urshi in the early games 
uh, in like the early part of the game is actually like a viable strat against Mew, I feel, in this format. Well, I didn't get a chance to do that. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nims the brakes. I, I, I wasn't necessarily yeah. trying to say that that was a situation you could have done. I just no, I know, I know. Talk on the deck in this format. Because I honestly think that Urshi is in such a good spot for Lost Origin format. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really yeah. am. So anyways, more on the topic of Baltimore. Ba uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> for people oh, yeah. who have never been to a regional, since it's the first of the season, it's it could be their first regional. Uh, what pieces of advice do the three of you have to new players or people going to their first big event? Uh, Vulcan Turtle, we'll start with you. Well, I, I've <clears throat> excuse me. I've actually never been to a regional. Well, you've but, you've uh, been to NAIC. I've been to NAIC. Though. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. much bigger. And uh, I guess well, what I do me. have to say. <laughs> I guess what I have to say to like new players is because I was just recently a new, that was my first event, you know, that was all recent. Don't stress. Um, I can give you gameplay advice all day. Nick can give you gameplays you know, on guard, stupid. Any, anybody here can give you gameplay advice all day, but that's not going to prepare you for like those butterflies in the stomach. You know what I mean? That your mental space is like one of the most important things when you're playing a game, especially on a competitive yeah. level. And just take some breaths, drink some water, go in there, make some friends. Most of the community is extremely nice. Just go have fun. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you go 0-9 or 9-0. Just go have fun and breathe. That's I mean, I, I would, I'd would i be having more fun being 9-0 than 0-9. <laughs> well, yeah, but at the same time, you just got to, like, break it down. Sometimes you just – your matchups, you can't control your matchups. You can't control – you know, your top decks, there's a lot of luck that also goes involved with the Pokemon TCG. And if you can just separate the fact, if you could separate the difference between good player and luck, they don't equate to each other. Sometimes your luck, like Nick had just said, he'd prize both Drapions and two Heavy Balls. That means nothing to him as a player. That That is just everything is luck. You know what I mean? Sometimes that happens and it doesn't mean anything bad about you. So if you're going in there thinking that you have to win, you have to do this, you have to do that. You have to hit this. You have to hit that. Sure. If you want to win and go all the way to the top, like most people do, but if you can breathe, take a second and go, you know what? It just wasn't my game off to the next and have some fun. Then you're already in, in my opinion, winning. Solid, solid. All right. Uh, on guard, go for it. Yeah. From here, I would say I definitely agree with the mental space thing. If you lose a game, don't let it bog you down too much. Some of the, like hardest things about the game is trying to get back up from a particularly hard loss because sometimes if you let it affect you it'll end up affecting your future games you'll make misplays you'll sort of spiral off that's one of like the hardest things about playing this game competitively but if you're getting into this game and this is your first event go in just try to have fun play the deck as best as you possibly can and if it doesn't go over too well that's fine there are side events and overall, regionals are like massive Pokemon conventions. There's always something fun to do. There's always so many people to meet and talk to and hang out with. With just everything Pokemon, just enjoy yourself there. It's always a blast. Uh, the number one piece of advice that I would actually give to players wanting to get into regionals and play uh, is even if you're not shooting for an extremely high spot or trying to win the entire event, practice playing at a decent speed to finish a best of three in 50 minutes. 
that's one of the hardest things for newer players is being able to actually finish their games at a reasonable time because they won't necessarily know how slow they're playing in certain situations. Uh, and it can cause them to just not finish a game that either they should have won or just didn't have enough time to finish all three games. And it ends in a tie or a loss because you lost the first game and didn't finish the second game or won a game, lost a game and weren't able to finish the third game. Learning how to play uh, within a time limit is super important. And also knowing when to concede. That's extremely important is if you are in a situation where you're in a game that looks almost impossible to come back from and almost impossible to lose, save yourself the time, move to the next game, and just try to play as well as you can in the game, in game two. Yeah, that's uh, uh, at Indy. Uh, one of the issues that I came across is a lot of players just didn't know when to concede. And I had I had three ties. Uh, and like, yeah, they wanted to play out every single game all the way to the end, even though they were out of resources and didn't know what to do. And that's fine. You'll, you'll have to learn that eventually. But the sooner you learn it, the better you can definitely become as a player, because uh, time management is super important. A lot of places when they run events, they run like best of one thirty minutes, and like everybody has a yeah. cake, cake time uh, playing their games. But not everyone gets to, the opportunity to play best of three fifty. Yeah. All right, nine card. What would you like to add? Uh, obviously, everything that both Vulcan and Ongard have said are true, and and I agree with. Get some sleep. You know, make sure you hydrate. Eat something. You don't want to be playing, uh, you know, round five and you haven't eaten or drank any water, and now you're super dehydrated. You have a headache. That sucks. Nobody wants to feel like that. Um, but also. Don't be afraid to call a judge. If you feel like you need a judge or you're not sure of something or you think your opponent might be wrong or whatever the interaction is, don't be afraid to call a judge. No one's going to dislike you for it. No one's going to be mad at you for it. And if your opponent does get mad at you for calling a judge, you probably need a judge. So yeah. that's... If they're no getting one... mad at you for calling a judge, they are most likely in the wrong. <laughs> Yeah, they're yes. either going to try and roll shark you or just, like, they're salty. Uh, so, don't don't be, please, they are there, the judges are there to help, however large yeah. or minor the, the whatever's going on might seem, at least to you, if you're a newer player, you don't know if the interaction, like, you thought this card worked one way, it's working a different way. You don't have to take your opponent's word for it. If you think you're right, you can get a judge and they will make a ruling. And if you're wrong, okay, fine, you were wrong. At least you know for sure that your opponent yeah. was right. And it's it's so much better than being like, oh man, you know, I'm pretty sure I was right and I lost that game because my opponent did something that they weren't supposed to. Like, don't don't let that happen to you. That I I did that. I made that yeah. mistake. Not necessarily with a judge. I let my opponent and this is something else. Convince you don't you have to Yeah. Not not even they didn't convince me anything was wrong. They made a mistake and they were like, Can I take that back? And I oh, said yes. Yeah. Oh I, you caught yeah, yourself yes. slipping. Shame. Yeah. I, I did. I, I did. Yeah. Too nice. I've had the I've had the same kind of problem at my early regionals as well, is legitimately someone would make a mistake, ask if they could take it back, and me not wanting to be like mean or anything, uh just let them take it back. It's 
a regional. It is one of the higher yeah. level events that you can go to. When you're paying $70. Yeah. <laughs> Take no prisoners. Don't, yeah, don't feel like you have to agree to what your opponent wants if they ask the id yeah. you don't have to if they ask oh can i take that back you don't have to let them i i did and i was i regret it not because yeah. i i i you know for whatever reason i just i could i would have won that game otherwise and if i did not let them take that move back i would have won that set and who knows you know i i was uh four three and one at that time and then i went down to three two or whatever whatever i was three one one uh, you don't know how the day will change it, you know. So don't yeah, uh, don't sure. shortchange yourself. Yourself. Yeah. Uh, if if I have anything to add to all of that, which it's all good, uh, go in with a positive mindset. Get some sleep. Uh, don't let your opponents screw you over. If you don't yeah. like what the judge tells you, appeal. Appeal yeah. the ruling to the lead or the head judge, whoever is technically going to take that, depending on like the situation and the time frame. But. Never be afraid to tell your judge that you want to appeal. Um, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of inexperienced judges, and it's not necessarily their fault. This could be their first event. They could be a walk-on volunteer. Appeal. Appeal, yeah, appeal, appeal, appeal. And even if you're wrong, worst case scenario, you get a time extension. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It it does it does sort of depend because like uh, most of the time, the judges will be right about situations, especially at, like, a... Especially at an international. At an international, all of them out there are stage two judges and are experienced at judging these events. Yes. Uh, at regionals, it'll... Most of the... It'll always be stage one or higher, but the stage one judges uh, can make mistakes. There are some judges that will give an incorrect ruling. So if you feel that it's not... If you feel confidently that their ruling is incorrect feel free to appeal yeah don't uh, like ar don't, ar don't argue but ask to appeal correct yes uh, it's your first yeah. regional and you need to call a judge uh just just one little tip on that be loud yeah if the venue's loud raise your hands and scream raise your hands so yeah <laughs> yeah if, if you gotta go ah, just to get their attention judge so, yeah like, i need an adult yeah call no, for an adult no. We all we all need adults sometimes. Uh, I don't even believe I am one. That's half the reason I got married is so I have an adult with me at all times. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I need a judge. My opponent palmed a boss's orders. Oh please. <laughs> okay. We don't want to get into the topic of yeah that's... players that should be yeah. banned that aren't banned. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's been around the community knows this at least. Yeah, at that point in time. All right. Any yeah, final final Baltimore thoughts from anybody? Uh, it. My my thought is, Ice Rider is very good in this format. Un un un. Yeah, that's my thought. un un un. Yes, that's yeah. that's also very mm. good in this format. You can't spell fun without un. That's right, baby. Yeah, you can't spell fun. You can't spell fun without un un un. There, there you go. There's, I... your, there's your first piece of merch. <laughs> you guys. <can> <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Vulcan, Vulcan, you get you get that merch. That's yours. hundred yeah. percent. Oh, there you go. I I can definitely see Vulcan wearing uh, a sweater that just goes mm, 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 just like abs right, absolutely me. i'm going to lids after this and uh getting the un online created immediately okay yeah yeah you can't spell without on <laughs> oh my god uh or you could use like the funyuns text 
and just just take the un from the word funyuns in their font and just go. <laughs> you gotta, just don't you have that, a, one of the you need the dots over it though. Oh yeah, yeah. Put the unlouts there. It's fine. Whatever. Unlouts. That's what it was. Thank you. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you could. I think you could design some of the letters to like resemble each of the Reggies. Like okay. just just like text on the shirt, but all of the letters like look like Different Reggies. Color. And this is why you have people to play <laughs> test. This see one dumb I th one dumb thing I said. <laughs> turned into all these different pieces <laughs> of ideas and it gets better yeah. and better as everyone adds and to it so this is another oh, reason sure. why to have a play testing group because then like we start talking about cards and the same thing happens with that yeah yeah all right me next what's my merch no <laughs> I, you, I, you, I have a you want urshifu you need like a you need like winnie the pooh dresses urshifu like double, <laughs> double copyright uh, uh, infringement. Uh, <laughs> well, no, you can no, do Winnie, Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh is, uh, oh yeah, he's public domain now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's insane. Actually, but I, I think the one, the one without the red shirt, I believe the red shirt, I think, is owned by Disney, which I, th I think, which might not be public domain. Like so, like the AA yeah. Milne, like the original Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah you can still, you can have the yellow bear. Well, then make, get a yellow bear that looks like Pooh, and then put like the Urshifu clothes and bandana on it. And Urshifu. put a, put him in the stance, Urshi Poo. No, yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I think it would sell. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know if I want my name on something that has the word "poo" in it. You don't have to. Have, you don't have to put your name on it's, it. It's spelled. It's spelled with the H. Yeah, it's not poo. The H takes care of that. Yeah. Oh, god. Yes, I. You're all the worst. <laughs> no, no, Gazer's the worst. Just take it out on him. It's fine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hashtag blame gazer. I, I bet we could actually make that a thing if we really try. We, we could just tweet that and see how many how many people like get involved. <laughs> gazer beam two K killed the queen. Oh my god. <laughs> gazer beam stole my firstborn child. Hashtag blame gazer. Yeah, I, I I just tweeted hashtag blame gazer. No other context. Yeah, did you? Did you oh my! Did you? Re oh my god! I uh, literally just I'm, I'm zero information. Bad. Just hashtag blame gazer. Oh, uh, let's go. Let's go. Sure. I I've done the exact same. I've tweeted blame gazer. Oh my god! <laughs> He's gonna be like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm getting canceled. I'm I I hope <laughs> I hope. He, he better win this box at this point in time. If he wins the box, I'll delete the tweet. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, and that tweet, sure. that tweet, that tweet, yeah, that tweet's fair. there. That tweet's there for the rest of your life. It's fine. <laughs> like five years down in the future, what does this mean? Oh, what God. does this mean? He'll 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 get seventy five average viewers on Twitch, and he'll finally go for the partner application, and they'll look through his social media account. What what's this? Uh, blame Gazer hashtag. We can't give you partnership for this. It's just everybody posting pictures of babies crying, and it says hashtag blame gazer. Uh, can, we, can we talk about Lost Origin? I'm super excited. Yes. For it. All right. Let's yeah, let's let's yeah. talk about Lost Origin. Um, as, as much as I like to to you know blame gazer oh, yeah. for things, I I do really. I just gotta I just gotta talk about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, lead the way then. How about it? Sure. I don't care. What anybody says, Comfy is is good. Is it best deck in format? No, but it's good. And Gudra, I'm 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 with the goo. 
Uh, so, someone said they were they can't wait for the next the first regionals that um, uh, Lost Origin is, I guess, legal because they said they're going to be bringing the slime time, and I want that to be how we refer to Gujra from now on. Slime time. The slime time. Oh my god. Yeah, I, it's slime time. I hate that this mon has no weakness and a perpetual five hundred HP. I know it's amazing. I hate it. I hate tank tech. I'm not a tank person. Pokemon's just sitting there around their round table like, dang, should we have printed fairy types again? They should have. No, this is so much better. I love this. <laughs> no, I don't think we should ever get fairies back, unfortunately. No. I want them back, but that's not on me. They would have they would have announced that with like yeah. how big of it that would have been oh, yeah, for with sure. uh, the Scarlet Violet stuff. Back. Yeah. It's not coming back for a long while. Maybe, like, years in the future, but not right now. Yeah, if they completely can rebalance everything and we get back to, like, a better pace um, for the flow of the game, then I could definitely see it being a little bit better. There's, like, a point but for them to return. Forget yeah. about the fairy type for now. It's not here, yeah. so let's not yeah. focus on it. I just don't just... like the dragons don't have a weakness right now. That's I my main qualm. I am loving it. Now, listen... Can you go against Giratina and they just star Requiem? Can you go against the Kyurem and they just they rack up enough damage with all those water energies that they, they just, just blow up your Giratina as a Gudra anyway? Yeah, whatever. Can it happen? Sure. But, okay. Giratina uses their one star Requiem that they get per game to go through one Gudra. They still have four prizes to take. Yeah. I had a game. Gudra is broken, no calf. That's yeah. I, I, <laughs> so agree, I agree that Gudra is absurdly good. And you can build it so many different ways. Omnipoke, I, I love Omnipoke's yeah. build of Gudra. It's like turbo aggression. It's like aggro Gudra. And then you have yeah. uh I, who was it? I think it was uh Luke uh, Celio's yeah, network Celio, who yeah. was doing like a real tank. Gujar Arceus build. Like, there's yeah, so many like, ways we can do like it. Arcura, essentially. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's Arcura, but with Gudra, because it has the ability that heals itself if you don't need to use your uh, Star Birth. And you also have the Radiant uh, Gardevoir on that list as well. Yeah, Crystal Caves, you got Hyper Potions, you could just attach a DTE, Hyper Potion 120 damage yeah. away, and now you're taking 100 less damage uh, each turn through, because of Rolling Iron and Radiant Gardevoir. Come on. Yeah. Uh, that's... There's so many different builds out there that it's crazy. Like, I saw one that Azul had built where it was like a 2-2 line of Gudra comfies, and that's about it. You scoop up all your comfies, get everything going, you get oh, 10 yeah. in the disc in the Lost Zone super quick, and then you just Fantina, 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 Palpad, Fantina, Fantina, just over and over. Yeah, I, I legitimately think that the Lost engine with, like, minimal support, just the comfies, the Gudras, and the one of Radiant Greninja... The Radiant Greninja is too good to not play in the Lost Zone engine. That's my opinion on it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that's the best variant of Gudra, where you can get a get Gudras onto the field, only one prize supporters that you can remove from the field with nets, and then once you get one to two Gudra set up, you just kind of win from there. Yeah. I do... Omnipoke convinced me through his video that Greninja is the best option for Gudra yeah. in, in a solo Gudra comfy build. But if you're going Arceus, I think you can oh, go yeah, Gardevoir because you have the Intellion engine to just back you up and cherry pick support uh, trainers that you need. You, yeah. you don't necessarily Wait. need to, to draw with, uh, with Greninja. So. Wait, I, I didn't think they were playing the Intellion engine. I thought it was literally just 
like a Dura build, like Ark Gudra with a Radiant Gardevoir and no other. Uh, the, the the one uh the one Celio's network did was was that. It was yeah, it Arceus, does. Gudra, Radiant Gardevoir, and those are the only Pokemon. Yeah. Which I think is the right way to play it if you're playing that variant of it. And you can afford to play the Gardevoir in that case. I yeah. don't necessarily think that Inteleon is the right way to play Gudra, but that's just me. I don't either. I, I think having minimal Pokemon on the bench is best for Gudra because yeah. this, the matchup it struggles the most with is things like Palkia that's super fast and... If you can have just a single Gudra in play or a Gudra, two Gudras in play, what what are they doing to you once I, you get once you get going? That, yeah, I think Gudra auto wins Palkia. I think Gudra is going to be that thing that makes Palkia not necessarily the go to pick for anyone who wants a safe pick for a regionals. I'm super pumped. I it, I'm I'm. Buying into Gudra, I already, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I already bought the cards. It cost me 25 bucks oh, because yeah. Gudra's super cheap. It's like 80 cents for a V. Uh, it's like, <laughs> I think it's like five or six dollars with shipping for a V star. It's like, why would I not? Yeah, they're buy? not very expensive. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. So, yeah, I'm all in on that. Last night on my stream, after I cracked packs, I built, uh, I built Tina, and it was the list I had on the YouTube channel with the uh, Leafy on it. Uh, primetime wizard raided in and he did a viewer battle with me and he played Gudra and I played the Tina deck and I caught him completely off guard with the leafy on and just brought up his first fully built uh, Gudra and just one hit KO'd it with Giratina and just, just he never was able to recover so like if you're faster than Gudra you're gonna have a field day with it um, yeah. oh yeah but if if they can get that first attack off and just start tanking every single turn you're gonna have a bad time it could go either way in that matchup for sure yeah, if Gudra goes first or their opponent misses just something, uh, Gudra can very easily start to snowball out of yeah. control for you. And you're like, yeah. there just comes a point where it's like, I'm doing z literally zero damage. I was playing yeah. Gudra on the ladder, uh, streaming a couple, a couple of days ago, and someone attacked me and they did literally 20 damage. And I just healed it with Crystal Cave and then I had zero health. And it's like, I'm still doing 200 every turn. It's, yeah. it's it can snowball on you so hard. Any other uh, decks that you guys are instantly gravitating to out of the Lost Origin? I am a huge fan of first of all Lost Zone One Prizer decks. I've been having a lot of fun playing Lost Reshi with yes. the amazing Ram. Yeah. Uh, that's my like rogue pick. I love Urshi in this format. Urshi is so good. I honestly think it's back to tier one. I think. RC, uh, I think that Arceus Garatina is going to completely replace Arc Pika because Arceus Garatina is so good, and the the Garatina already has a shred attack, so it's already beating Miltank. It has a big attack that's KOing basically anything with Belt. Uh, you can play it with Paths. You can play a one-off Lost City for helping against the One Prizer decks. I think it has so many options, and it's just so powerful. I think that's one of the things I'm prioritizing. And I honestly really like Zoroark this format as well. That being said, I think it does have some particularly bad matchups, but I also think it has a lot of good matchups in the format as well. I think it does really well against those like tanky archetypes like, for example, Gudra, but uh, has some unfavorable matchups against decks like Palkia or decks like 
Urshi. Yeah, Palkia is winnable with Zorak. You just have to be faster. You have to win the coin yeah. flip. You have to go first. You have to set up faster. And then you can one hit KO. They do have Thornton, so Palkia, I think, still has a little bit, yeah. a bit of an edge yep. in going second. Yeah, but you can always it, just Thornton out, whatever. I think Zoroark beats Giratina, just dedicated Arceus decks, uh, Gudra, any of the, like, tanky decks that are around. I think it beats practically all of those. It struggles If, if you get it going. I, I have not had, like, any situations where it hasn't gotten going that deck is absurdly consistent i've i've played against it multiple times and each one of the games was very very close um i think they they were just shy of something but it was extremely close and then a few other games where they just failed to do anything i'm i'm kind of surprised i wonder how they've been building the deck cuz the deck in my opinion in my testing at least has been mega consistent. It has, like, set up the entire board, like, every game. Being able to, like, boss and then, like, uh, Phantom Star to discard your hand and draw seven in the same turn oh, yeah. is absolutely insane. Um, or draw seven and then hit the boss. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the wild part. To be able to, like, technically play a, a research on top of whatever other supporter you have. Yeah. Theoretically, you could, like, research and phantom star and go through 14 cards looking for whatever piece you need um oh, yeah. that's insane as well plus, plus buy barrels those also exist yeah uh i i'm not super convinced on zorark but the giratina i am i do really like and i am honest to god unsure which one i like better the lost zone or the arceus version simply because the Lost Zone one, you and I've I've done this. I was playing against a Darkrai Dark, like a Turbo Dark deck, and they had uh, a Crobat V Max, and they thought that they'd be able to just kind of hit and run Stealth Poison constantly, and I wouldn't be able to, to do anything about it. And I just bossed it up and used Star Requiem and just insta KO'd it, yeah, and that, that's and that's it. Game game's over, and you. You might not be able to... I mean, you're definitely not going to be able to do that with the Arceus version because you're not using Star Requiem. So uh, it might have been a little bit more of a challenge with the Arceus version. I still I think mean, the Arceus one would have won, but... Yeah, I think... I mean, like, you still can swing for 310 with just Belt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but on top of that, I also think that uh, just being able to set up more consistently without needing to Lost Zone, like, a fourth of your deck... In order to, I mean, not like exactly a fourth, that's a, it's more like a, a fifth lot. Of your yeah, in order to just get a KO at the end, I feel like it's better to just dedicate more space to just consistency rather than trying to loss on so many pieces, burn through so many resources just to get to that point. Uh, but also, one thing that I've found in like the Arceus Garatina testing is that if you're up against something that you need to star Requiem, you can just sort of sit there and use the first attack on Giratina for, like, multiple turns to get there. Uh, although that's, like, easier said than done. Most of the time you just want to set up fast and then blow up things, but there's certain situations where you have to Star Requiem, and that can be done by just using that attack. Yeah. I th yeah, I, don't, I think if you're using Lost Impact... 
five times to get 10 cards yeah. into the lost zone. I, you you're have probably either you're losing the game, like, like, yeah. like Logan said, you're, you're in trouble, or you've already won like two turns ago. If you pizza when you're supposed if, to French fry, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. yeah I'm, actually, I'm trying uh, to remember, I'm trying to remember which specific matchup this was in. Cause I think, oh, it was something it, no, I think it was something, <laughs> I think it was something that was like not being offensive. It was like a control deck, like Mewtwo control. I yeah, think. probably. I think it was like a situation like that where you just put down a Garatina and nothing else. You get it set up. You go through the mill tanks by just swinging for 160. And then, uh after they've gotten the Mewtwo onto the field all you really have to do is just keep loss zoning things can you star requiem the Mewtwo if because the ability prevents effects so i don't know if you can oh wait hang on yeah, um, I, I, i'd have to read it for sure but i don't think so yeah, i'm not sure about that because i, I tried to i might be i might be wrong i might just be incorrect here i tried to persisting a Mewtwo v, uh, v union i thought i just had it and uh i wasn't able to oh, yeah, because had disability yeah you're right that actually doesn't work it was it was just something that popped into my head but i guess that's yeah, not yeah. even possible in the first place wait no i play path <laughs> right if you pass yeah. it that's different yeah. but yeah i, I um, play path in that deck so you could just hold path until you get to that point but yeah yeah, it's still difficult. Mm -hmm. yeah. i actually brought giratina to uh, the tournament of doom the other day uh, just to oh. play around with that, and it was uh, it was just a it was just a lost zone built version. It wasn't anything too crazy. Uh, just like four comfy, a three three line of Tina, one Crobat, a Sableye, Cramorant, and a Luminion. And the deck can be insane. The deck can be insane. I do have to say, you will have some issues against what uh, Ongar had said. Certain one prizer decks, like the single prize uh lost zone box and stuff yeah you can have those issues because if you go into your v stars you i think the one thing that a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to giratina going into your v stars and getting to the point where you can start accelerating that energy and start attacking and all that you are throwing a lot of resources away including into the lost zone and each energy counts because with each attack and each energy gone you are limiting the amount of times that you can attack with giratina and that caught up to me in that tournament. I went 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Um, I will say, though, in Lost Zone Engine Defense, you could make some crazy cool Mirage Gate plays. And yes, I'm, I I, I'm here for that. that. That's the thing that I'm like. Yep. But is it, is it worth, like, sacrificing so much consistency just so you can make, like, a cool, flashy play that you and your opponent will see and pretty much no one else unless you're a content creator and happen yeah. to be recording and yeah. i will say i will say that i absolutely adore the lost zone engine because unlike what arceus does where arceus arceus sort of revived a lot of different rogue v's that had awkward attack costs that were hard to set up however i really love the lost zone engine because it does that for single prize pokemon you can bring back amazing rares, and it's great. Mm -hmm. You could play it yeah. with amazing rare Raikou. I've seen Gudra builds playing a singular Kyogre amazing rare and, like, two lightning energy. And that's such an insane, like, card choice as well that I think is amazing. I think that there is so much potential with the Lost Zone engine, and since we're just two days into the format, I think that there is going to be so much that people are going to be able to do with this particular archetype yeah. and i love it i can only imagine like how like uh laic is going to go with all the great minds of the game going and like mm -hmm. access to this set 
like that tournament doesn't have an exact date yet but it's allegedly in november so i mean we're gonna be full yeah. deep into the lost origin format and then like could you imagine like what someone like sandra can can do with with the lost engine oh, yeah. um yeah I'm and all those control decks and who knows oh, who knows like what they're for sure gonna come up with some nutty stuff people are gonna like lock themselves into a cave and then come out with like a full beard and like long hair and like it's been five thousand years but i broke insert weird obscure card name here like who knows there's... like there could be horrible v's and v maxes that we've just considered as dumpster this entire time that could actually be broken now people have been talking about rayquaza again all of a sudden like mm -hmm. it's got the awkward I, energy cost and lost engine with that i, I don't know i don't think, think ray's coming back because mirage gate has to be two separate energy and you can only discard one energy or the other with ray if ray could discard both types of energy that would be insane yeah. if not nope it's not going anywhere however there is a very very niche card that i don't think anyone has even read from this set that i found that could be decent in control has anyone read the galarian stunfisk from this set nope i didn't know uh, there even was one yeah there's one i so i came across this pulling cards uh at work and what it does for one metal energy is discard a stadium from play if you do Discard two energy from your opponent's active Pokemon. And it removes energy, like double, removes two different energy and removes stadium, which has a lot of potential in control, I feel. It's, it, it might just be me just looking at this niche card and being like, hey, this seems like it might have potential, but I could see it being an insane tech in some form of control deck in the future i feel like pidgeot's gonna find its way like pidgeot v could find its way into a control deck oh, too sure. yeah uh, oh yeah, yeah that's that's 100 percent gonna be a loop card yeah yeah, yeah yeah sander's gonna break some form of thornton loop stuff where like using a using a card for support that he doesn't want to put down then swapping it using thornton to bring the Pidgeot back and then shuffling the Pidgeot into the deck. There's for sure going to be some shenanigans with that. Mm -hmm. Sander made Sun and Moon badge a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the Pidgeot and the and the block Snorax from Go are just exactly the kind of cards that he wants to see. Now I'm yeah. speaking for him, so I don't really know, but yeah. I I think I'd be pretty safe to, to say that those are cards that uh, he's pretty excited to to get his hands on yeah i agree with you on that those are definitely control cards in a nutshell for sure oh yeah so any other sleepers that we can think of we've talked uh zork we've talked about yeah dugong okay yeah dugong. Go, go ahead dugong. Dugong. go ahead i saw your clip Vulcan. So that was pretty nice 440 damage with the dugong yeah give and some context for the pod uh for everybody listening Get some context? Uh, yeah, get some context. Talk, yeah, like talk what, about what the card is and what the engine is. Yeah, and what okay, that so, and what that instance was as well. Okay, yeah. so Dugong is uh, a card from Lost Origins with the swim freely attack. And that is important because Finneon allows you to accelerate as many energy from your hand to any Pokemon that has swim freely on it. 
multiple times. It's just Frostmoth, but for Swim Freely Pokemon. So if you, and with Lady being reprinted in cards and like basic. Bucket, um, I'm sorry? And as a basic. Finneon is a basic. Yeah, Finneon being a basic. Yeah, Finneon is a basic. basic Frostmoth for Swim Freely Pokemon. Yeah, it's a yeah basic which makes it so much better. It's so yeah. good. And it, you can get it with Level Ball. You can get it with, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, So you got Finneon on the bench. You got any Pokemon with Swim Freely. You're able to accelerate as many water energies you want. And the situation that I was in, I was up against uh, Shadow Rider. Uh, they had a Shadow Rider VMAX. I had three prize cards left. Uh, they unfortunately felt the wrath of the Dugong because I had Lady, I had Bucket, I had like six energy already in hand. We discarded 11 energy. Well, you don't even discard them. You shuffle them back in the deck. And what Dugong does, I should go over that, Dugong has an attack called Flow Return. It's really sick. Uh, for four, It does 40 times the amount of energy that you take from all of your Pokemon. You can choose how many you want. It doesn't just have to be the Dugong. It can be any Pokemon. Any amount of water energy that you take off your Pokemon, you shuffle them back into the deck, that's 40 times. So we did 11. That was 440 damage to a VMAX. Just an instant comeback machine right there. Insane. Dugong is... I, I really want to play Dugong. I want to break... I want to see if you can be... Your energy Malamar. <laughs> yeah, it's like... it's. I feel like Dugong could actually be maybe tier yeah. 4. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey I, I think it has a chance to be like a tier 2 rogue. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that it shuffles and doesn't discard is very good. Yeah. Like, I think that is the thing that makes it actually potentially viable. What I was that, that was, I think uh, it loses to some of these like spread decks, like yeah, uh, the Lost Zone engine that plays Sableye or Urshi in general. But mm-hmm. other than that, I think it is a very, very good card. One of the best things about it too is with deck. it going back into the deck. Uh, the version I play plays Lucky Egg, so if you yeah. have nothing but water energy in your deck and a low hand amount because you're accelerating them, you're always drawing seven water energy to just accelerate very easily. Okay. Have you have you considered a uh, Radiant Venusaur as well? I have not. I'm playing around I think, with it because right now I'm playing Greninja for the extra draw. Yeah, I I, I get that because you draw an extra two cards on your turn. But I also do like the idea of Radiant Venusaur to always have a four card hand after your turn ends, uh, just in case your opponent goes like Tool Scrapper or Lost Vacuum away your Lucky Egg and then take the KO kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah, I could totally give it a shot. I I just want to test it so bad. Oh yeah, there's for sure a lot of different ways that you could go about it. I you brought up Tool Scrapper or Lost Vacuum. I think depending on the deck you're trying to play, you may need to include those in your deck because of Big Parasol. I lost the game yeah. because I did not realize that Big Parasol protects all Pokemon when it's in the active. Yeah, yeah. and I thought. I thought I could just use Sableye's Lost Mine attack to put a bunch of damage counters onto a, a damaged bench Pokemon, and I it did nothing because of Big Parasol. So, Big Parasol um, is such a good tech this format. So if you're playing something that uses Sableye, that uses Star Requiem, that any, anything like that, make sure you have a way to deal with Big Parasol, whether that's Escape Rope or Boss or Tool Scrap or Lost Vacuum. For me deck that plays that use a lot utilizes the lost zone engine lost vacuum is pretty good yeah. because i can get an extra card in the lost zone no problem and then extra they can even cards if you target your own thing 
That's exactly where yeah. I was going next. If I want to get rid of my own stadium, like I don't want my opponent to use the training court anymore. I can lost vacuum it. I got two cards into the lost zone basically for free. Um, and then I could also get rid of those pesky big parasols, air balloons, big charms, what have, what have you. Yeah, so, really yeah. good. Really good to have cards that have like multiple utility points too. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know how often I've started cram Colrist into Lost Vacuum, attached an air balloon, and Lost Vacuum to weigh a card in my hand and the air balloon to just swing with cram without even needing to comfy? It's it's solid. It's solid. Wild. It is yeah. solid. Yeah, my so. my counters to Big Parasol in that deck are. One lost vacuum and double rope. Yeah. Yeah. Rope, rope I didn't real like I said, I didn't know that big parasol I thought it protected the act, yeah. if not everything. Mm -hmm. Uh so it, had I known that I could have very easily roped and it would have oh, been. Oh yeah, fine. for sure, for sure. But you know, you you make these mistakes, you live and learn. Oh yeah. Just, Especially yeah. with yeah. a card that you don't see very often. It's very common to have something pop up that you're just like, hey, I didn't know this card did this. Yeah. Get your gold parasols yeah. now. Well, they're like two or three, four dollars probably. No, they're two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll catch on and it'll blow up in price. Uh, any other playing it for Dude, everyone played a one. Mew played Big Parasol for a little while. For like a week. Arceus, Arceus Beedrill. Yeah, for like that one yeah, event. It was one week before the before Astral Radiance dropped. It was like one event. Yeah, yeah. And we could thank Isaiah Bradner for for doing well with Arceus Beedrill where everyone yeah, started playing. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like, why you got to do well with the deck I'm trying to play? Now, everybody's teching for it. Like, the big matchup <laughs> that I'm trying to beat, everybody's knows what to do. It's like, come on, like, help a guy out. <laughs> yep. I need a little help I can get. I don't need I don't need everyone teching for me. All right. Any other Lost Origin cards you guys want to cover before we move on to the Stonks? Mm, I... And you can technically cover Lost Origin in Stonks if you really want to. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna save talked it. About, like, yeah, we'll we'll move on everything. to Stonks. Yeah, Drapions. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, don't, I, I guess the one it. thing the one thing I can mention is Drapion V Star is low key good. It's good for fixing math and also per paralyzing on an ability, which is great. So in Urshi, you can just go Roxanne, uh, paralyze Gale Thrust, which is great. Uh, reminds me a lot of Reset Stamp Tandem Shock from Picaron, but past that, let's move on. <laughs> okay, so for anyone who doesn't know what this is, Stonks is a segment where we talk about the uh, perspective value of cards, either when it comes to like monetary value or playability value. Uh, I usually cover the uh, the monetary value, but you guys can go however you would like. Uh, Hulk and Turtle, we'll start with you. What do you want to cover here for Stonks? uh any card from lost order it could be any, any any card in general it could be you know a card from uh rebel clash you think is going to blow up in value or uh playability uh because of lost origin or baltimore regionals whatever well i mean one card that i think that we it's it's hard to say for for cards that uh you know blow up and and start going up a little bit in price because we see we see the price of pikachu v max right now right flying pikachu v max mm -hmm. it's not very expensive it gone up no. no, and that's and that's yeah. that's mostly because of how much celebrations was just bulked and dumpstered and printed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I also don't think Big Parasol is really going to go up either, despite no. it maybe seeing a little bit more play. It's not going to see play in anything other than tank decks. Can can I throw a card out there? Yeah, um, go for it. For sure. 
No one's going to agree with me, and that's half the fun of this. Machamp VMAX. Oh. Elaborate. Gengar. Gengar lets you just get a damaged Pokemon onto your field, and with a Rangaroo Gutsy Pickaxe, or if you want to do the Lawson Engine, you could, but you just turn two, you're hitting 220 so easily, and to be able to quick ball or ultra ball away Gengars and just constantly get them back, you can use Bog if you want. You don't need it anymore. Uh, you're just this 330 health Pokemon. That's it's big, beefy, and you're hitting very good numbers early. Throw some echoing horns in there to get those Vs back after you KO them. Um, you know you have a good good typing in in uh, weakness against things like Zoroark and Arceus and things like that. Things that we'll probably see play. Uh, you know, you ha- obviously you have to deal with Mew, but Drapion exists for that. Thornton yeah, exists I was, for that. So I was just about to say, I think this has a chance to have some resurgence with Gengar and Drapion. Yeah, I yeah. honestly think it's a lot of fun. I still think it's like a rogue, so I don't sure, think it's gonna have, like sure. I-, I don't think it's gonna like massively shoot up in value. And the Alt Art V is already up in value, but I think it's I think it's actually like playable now so that you get the playable stonks same thing you're good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah I'm sure, a, i want sure. playable i don't care about the price of cards really I just, oh yeah I, you know i like to play them but i think machamp is like maybe not a joke i think it's like you can pair it with mysterious tail mew as well kind of go like that yeah. turbo route uh instead of you instead of going lost zone route uh i i think there's something there whatever whatever that list looks like i covered it not too long ago someone actually in the one of my comments, uh, videos commented on it being like Machamp. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, bring that's it back. let's bring do it, it. back. <laughs> so that's mine. Yeah. Well, you know yeah, what else for hits sure. for 220 on turn two? Victini. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a call, that's, that's a callback to the uh, webcam war that I joined on Nick's channel. And he played yeah. Machamp. And I just, I, I three owed him with Victini. I played Machamp. Back when Astral Radiance was like yeah. first shown, and like I was proxying in the Machamps, and like you know, you don't really know how to build that deck yet. You think you have an idea. It's like, oh, this sounds like it could work. And then I what he stupid played Victini Hammers and like Fan and uh, just crushed me, and it was honestly embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but it's it's how it goes. And that, but now maybe I don't need as much to set up. You know, yeah, I don't have to find also- Bog. I can search for Gengar very easily, and there yeah. you go. Yeah, and you could also run by Barrel Engine with Grant and go yeah. 220, Belt 250, Grant 280, 280 which is yeah. also very nice. Yeah. And you have the by Barrels for just consistent draw, which I also like, and you just put Gengar onto the field, so and plus it's just two energy. For funsies, throw a Radiant Halucha in there, and now you're hitting. Oh, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that too. Like you can literally just ramp up to that number. Well, three ten only matters for Mew, but Mew's resistance, so it doesn't matter. Well, there. yeah. Uh, well, I, I was about to say Flying Pika, but that also resists. It re- yeah, yeah, it resists as <laughs> yeah. well. Why does everything Psychic have a resistance to fighting, but fighting doesn't have a resistance to something like um, Dark? Like dark, like why? Yeah. Why? Why does psychic get resistance, but like metal gets resistance to grass, but like nothing else has resistance. Some some of the flying or, or colors have fighting to uh, resistance fighting as well. Yeah. I get it. I don't understand. It's not fair. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree there. yeah, I mean, same same Fry. same debate with like retreat costs. Like, look at Regilecki, fastest Pokemon in the game, has a two retreat cost. It has a three. Yeah. Oh, retreat three. Cost yeah, well, on one of them. On one of them, yeah. yeah. It, has, it has two on one of them and three on another. I don't understand that. That thing should have free retreat. Yeah. yeah, no, I I agree. It, it does Reggie not make sense. Someone explain it. Li literally, yeah. Uh, me and my roommate consistently, like as a meme, bring up the weights and speeds of random Pokemon that their uh retreat cost doesn't make any sense because it seems like they're just randomly putting retreat cost on certain Mons. Like they, they roll, they, they roll a dice ability thing. They roll a four-sided yeah. die, and it's like, oh, it's got a retreat of uh, I've four. I've got a retreat yeah. of three now. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm no. sure they have a reason for it, but the resistance thing, it it seems unfair that some types have it and others don't. Mm -hmm. I just, like, yeah. I, I understand Dragon doesn't have a weakness or resistance, but it also doesn't hit anything for weakness. So, like, that's fair to me. Um, but, like, Psychic always having fighting resistance and Here's nothing... What... It just doesn't doesn't sit yeah. well with me. Here's what I want in the future, although I doubt it's going to happen. Uh, I want HP to be scaled back a bit, weakness to be plus thirty, resistance to be minus thirty. Keep dragons not having a weakness or resistance, but it's less relevant because uh, HP is scaled back a bit, and uh, resistance and weakness are both plus and minus thirty. I think that that would make this game super, super ideal. I don't like times two. Times two, in my opinion, is far too much to be relevant in a game. Yeah, but I like to play fighting types, and I like to one-shot stuff. I mean, like, the point of fighting types is to hit for massive damage regardless anyway. I know, and with all these psychic types resisting it, I can't do it. Yeah. But I mean, like, if the only things are pluses and minuses uh, yeah. instead of, like, multiplications, I think... Uh, like, the main change that I'd like to make is less HP and no times two weakness. Keep resistance as it is. Yeah, it's it's always hard to say, because, I mean, they're going to just change everything with Scarlet Violet, and who knows what their ultimate plans are with, like, the direction of the game. They talk about they want combat oh, yeah. mechanics. We haven't seen anything yet for that, so who knows... Yeah. What their Roxanne thought process has been like the is. only comeback card so far. Yeah. Roxanne's and... a lie. I don't care. It's a yeah, lie. The, uh, I like Roxanne with Drapion now. Because I've always thought Roxanne is a lie since it came out. However, with Drapion specifically, I like Roxanne. Because you can paralyze them. It requires them to not only have the piece they need for game, but also have some form of out to be able to get out of the active to remove the paralysis which and then can be, back in the active yeah then back into the active and also be able to swing for whatever damage they want yeah. paralysis is so relevant and i think roxanne plus that paralysis is going to be what makes urshi a tier one deck again until you roxanne them into a switch because roxanne's a lie <laughs> Or they have Bibberell down and they draw and they draw five, you know, cards no matter what. Uh, oh yeah, that's, so. that's that's the counter, but they still need to find a switching effect. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, listen, I I, I, I paral to paralyze your opponent's active is pretty nasty. Following or you know following Roxanne, so yeah, I could I could definitely see that being the case. But for the most part, Roxanne doesn't. I I've 
literally been Roxanne and still top deck boss for game at NAIC. <laughs> and like that happened. My opponent was going to win the game and they Roxanne me down to two, which one of them was energy research, by the way, that was my, my Roxanne cards. And then the last one of my actual top deck for turn was just boss. Yeah. So it didn't matter. Like, <laughs> didn't matter. I, I showed him the boss and I felt so bad because like they should have won that game and they it just didn't because you know Roxanne failed them. It for it for sure be that way. It's yeah, it's the way it'd be. All right, uh, for my stonks, I've got Empoleon V. I yes. think I think Empoleon's gonna get a lot more play. I don't know about value. Oh, yeah. I mean, alt art maybe if you know the the bling the blingers out there want to spec on the oh. alt art, but you know, uh, look at all these single prize ability pokemon uh especially now with the lost engine you start empoleon and no other pokemon then like they what do they do they they start comfy and they sit there um and one of the games i streamed last night i they started empoleon but they also decided to bench additional pokemon so i was like all right cool i'll just play escape rope Uh, but in a situation where they don't bench anything else and it's just empoleon sitting there your your decks in, in shambles You've I've seen do. people playing. I've seen people playing double Empoleon for the rope counter, like legitimately, which is wild to me. But it's so funny. I like when Empoleon first came out. Everyone's like, "This is such a bad card. It's only in the active. It barely affects anything in the game." Uh, but it's now such a such a relevant card it's so good yeah we finally have a basic pokemon with really good abilities and i mean like that turns off reggie's sorry vulcan um no, it's fine it's true it, yeah i mean you, you can technically get there with uh regilecki and one hit ko it if you you know yeah uh so it's not yeah. com- a complete blowout there but the deal with two empoleon in a single game oh man i feel like even like palkia and Teleon is going to start putting it in instead of it just like being like a one of in like the calyrex versions that's why I play. Oh path. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Path in Reggie. Path in Reggie is too good. But I, I can see where you're coming from with the Empoleon. I mean, it shuts down the Comfy. It shuts down a lot of. It shuts down Reggie. It shuts down the Rock Lunatone. Yeah. Finion, if you're up against uh, Lock, yeah, yeah, Rock Lunatone. Yeah. Shuts down uh, Finion for my Dugong deck. Uh, it also shuts down the idea of of creating new decks as well. Like I've seen the the new Clefairy from Lost Origin being paired with Shadow Rider. Shadow Rider's not going to be playing any sort of uh, Path to the Peaks because why would they shut down their own mm-hmm. ability? You know, I it gives you the ability to like jump a little bit more ahead. And I, I agree with you that Empoleon may definitely be seeing a lot more play. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, uh, I definitely enjoy it. I, I think also on top of that, I think the Clefairies are good with the Mewtwo. I don't think the Shadow Rider is necessary, necessarily coming back right now. I think True. the Mewtwo might have more chance. However, I also think that another card that has basically seen no play up until this point, Amazing Rare Yveltal, will be insane in Regis because it just changes some of your auto-lose matchups to auto-win matchups by just having Thornton in your deck. Yeah, you know? Thornton right into it, just knock out your opponent's knock out Pokemon, and then you're, yeah. You can, you can knock out uh, Pika VMAX, you can knock out Ice Rider, you can knock out, you can knock out any of these things that you struggle to hit before that. 
like the Pikas, I know there was another matchup that you were struggling with, and I'm trying to remember what that was. Duraladon, if you're not. Oh, Duraladon, true, true, true. Yeah. I also, I think Triple Path is really good in Reggie's right now. I think that's correct. Uh, on top of this for Stonks, I also think that the Alt-Art Aerodactyl is so, so iconic. It's just, there's, it's all of the dinosaurs. It's like the land before time, but Pokemon. You mean this, uh, this, this card? Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I got lucky and I hit one of those. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, not to mention the, uh, like, dimension... Like, the alternate dimension Giratina V, which is so sick as well. Like, one of the prettiest arts I've seen in a very long time. I love that so much. Those are going to definitely stay up there in price. All right. Go ahead, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Something I want to touch on, too, when it comes to, like, stonks of the Pokemon TCG, and not necessarily just single cards, either. I just want to say how amazing of a job Pokemon's been doing by making the game as accessible as possible. Yes. Not through just, like, you know, bling. Like, there's a full art boss's orders in, in Lost Origin. You can get that as a double hitter and stuff like that. Like, bling is great. It's becoming a little bit more accessible. I don't care about that. Being able to print decks like Mew, that'll be coming out soon, for, as a League Battle deck. Printing out a box for Arceus and Dialga and, most importantly, Palkia and making the game as accessible as possible yeah in recent times has just been an absolute game changer for a lot of people for sure i legitimately to any new player that wants to get into playing the game have always recommended them the ice rider or shadow rider decks mainly yeah, the yeah. if we happen to have it in stock mm -hmm. but uh those are just such good already constructed products i'm like hey if you want to buy a deck that is very good out the gate and just be able to play it immediately i would recommend just getting this in a box of sleeves and you're good to go yeah you don't and need you don't need anything are, else when those yeah. products are printed too i mean it's not only just new players that are going to be buying them being able to just jump into the game it's going to help a lot of players that may have not been able to get to that point like the, oh, for sure. the new arceus v star box that's coming out the collector's chest or whatever it's called it's reprints one for one from Brilliant Stars. The price of Arceus is about to go down, and that's accessible yeah. to everybody at that point. Yeah. Same with Palkia. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you want to play Dialga, but sure, go for it. I like, think I think Dialga going into this format's actually really good, especially if Gudra remains relevant. Um, being able to, you know, two twenty take an extra turn. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't care how much damage you absorb. I'm hitting you again for a big metal blast afterwards. Um, I, yeah. I think that's a definitely a good. It's a good uh, thing to think about. Yeah, also, now is more accessible. yeah, yeah, you uh, hit, yeah, you hit Kira, yeah, Kira and Ice Rider. Ice Rider for weakness, yeah. so. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Very, very relevant. I think uh, the Alga is definitely something to consider again um, going forward as well. And it's now accessible, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and even, even, even Zorark is getting a box. Like, yes, it, it Yeah, yeah, they're, they're already doing a, a Sui and Zorark box. It's, it's been announced. And Giratina V is uh, going to be a tin promo. Yeah. Rip and chat to Gazer. Uh, eh, that's fine. It's his yeah. own fault. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just... <laughs> All right. We've rambled. Let's get into Q&A. Uh, and then I have an announcement, and then I'll give you guys the floor to plug all of your socials. So uh, ask the pod. We have a couple questions, and actually, like, 
Two of them are for Clam Burglar, and the rest are from Gazer, just spamming the chat. Um, he's he's asked questions that we've already kind of answered. Uh, so this one's from Gazer, since he's here in spirit. Best V-Star from the newest set, worst V-Star from the newest set. Uh, well, moving along super fast. Worst V-Star, uh, Aerodactyl V-Star. Hands down. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. 100%, yeah. Best uh, V-Star... Guja. I'm. I don't think people will agree. I do think Guja is the is the best, even though Giratina is like what everybody's going crazy for. I, I, I think, think I think in a vacuum, Zorak is the best printed one with its ability. Sure, but it's not a vacuum, so no. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is my podcast. Damn it! Time is relevant. <laughs> yeah, I I think I agree with that. I think the um. I think Garatina is probably the best one in the set generally. Um, and Zoroark clearly is the best ability, but isn't the best in the mm-hmm. format at the moment. The the Gudra's up there, but I wouldn't put it at number one. I think I'd put Garatina. But we all that. definitely agree that Aerodactyl's the worst. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, yeah. I hmm. Or is it Drapion? Okay, are, uh, are we also... No, it's not Drapion. Drapion is very good. Um, <laughs> I only said that because you were talking about it earlier. Oh, yeah. Like, the only other one I was thinking about was Magnazone V-Star, like, competing with that. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I'm yeah. not crazy about Magnazone. I think Magnazone will be better with Magnazone EX in the future. Yeah, I mean, Magnazone well, is I mean, like, like Magna- Magnazone V-Star and EX don't evolve from the same Pokemon. Yeah, so you can play Magnazone V, V-Star, Magnazone EX, the whole line. Uh, yeah, they might it, they might supplement each other like well. Run them, it doesn't feel like you'd run them together because they evolve from different things. It's not like you're just running an alternate evolution of things. I think it I think it's decent because it has essentially Greninja's attack as a V Star attack, sniping ninety to two targets and hundred and eighty search for two item cards. The problem is I have no clue how to build it. I have yeah, no it clue. Yeah, it's. Like, its attack cost doesn't even seem that awkward. It just seems like I don't know what I'd run this with. Oh, that also reminds me, extremely underrated card in the set, Electrode V. That also gets a box. Um, yes, it yeah. does. So that'll it'll be very cheap to get those after time, too. Not to, yeah. not to say that it's going to be expensive by any means, but could uh, could definitely be a nice yeah, pleasure I, option. Yeah, I think I think I'll agree with the arrow in this set. Okay. I don't think it's fantastic. It se- it, it's like, it's okay. We might see some things happen with it because it is like a permanent path. If you're playing like a control deck, I could see like arrow control being a thing. But I think it's probably the worst V-Star in this set. All right. Next question. This one's from Clam. We kind of talked about it a little bit ago. Are Gust of Wind listeners called windbags? No. No. That could yeah. be your own head cannon. I mean, yeah. it's your listen. It's stupid. It's your podcast. You I, can, I, you, I, I don't want to. Yeah. Like I said, I don't want to say yes. I don't want to say no. I want them to decide what they are, not me. Uh, you can oh, be open, you, just you open can, a poll on Twitter. You can be win, yeah, winders. Yeah, windbags. <laughs> Attention, all windbags. You're now listening <laughs> to the gust of wind. All windbags in chat. Oh, You're now God. listening to yeah. the gust of wind podcast. Yeah, I don't know about that. All right. Like uh, this this question's from Gazer. Uh, will Gazer win the win a box? Currently, he's tur- he's currently out right now, and the answer is no because he's already no. said that he threw with a Marnie. You uh, know, 
Gazer, I believe in you. I believe you can sneak your way into top eight by just bribing someone to trade spots with you and then win from there and then give them the box. Yeah. No, I, the answer is absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Last question, again, from stinky old Gazer. Will Giratina flop? And I think we already no. can all say no. We've already talked no. about this the, the entire yeah. pod. Yeah. I don't think it's going to flop. Do I think it'll be the best deck in the format? Is it going to break everything? You know, is every game going to be Giratina Mirrors at regionals? No. no. And of course not. But it's good. It's good. The, the people comparing it to Rayquaza VMAX are not seeing at all what the difference between the two are. <laughs> Yeah, like Ray didn't yeah. have a, a true engine to to support it. it. Like you didn't, you know, you have to we had to sit there and use Flaffy and and pivot and even yeah. then like inconsistency. And also it had just like the awkward cost of things and the fact that you need to set up stage ones in order to support it to accelerate or play yeah. awkward cards like Rose in order to get energy onto field and the fact that you can't discard both types of energy. Like if I feel where like I Giratina, Giratina got like wings two eighty. Yeah, Giratina cool. got the Mew treatment where it's got like the full package that came with it that supports it, but at the same time that package can also be used elsewhere. Yeah, it also doesn't need that package. Yeah, you can play it, it with Arceus. Just be Arceus. Yeah, yeah. So there's you know the card itself is just good, um, so it's not gonna flop. It's it's definitely a a win on that one for sure. Yeah. All right, no more Q and A. Uh, before we get, uh, to the point where you guys can plug all of your content and everything else going on about all of you, uh, I haven't told the podcast yet, but the single price showdown's back! Woo! Uh, first, first, first one is Thursday, the 22nd, the Thursday after Baltimore. Uh, so it's over on Limitless. Uh, I'm deciding the ban list now. I think I have it down to four cards being banned. Uh, so for those that don't know, Single Price Showdown is a uh, Swiss round only tournament, like a League Cup style, without a top cut. And uh, we play single prize Pokemon only, uh, no rule boxes, uh, but it's not like GLC where it's singleton uh, and monotype. Uh, but I am I ban cards. Uh, we've we've banned things in the past like Weezing and and Infiltrator Dragapult, and we've we ended up banning Rapid Strike Urshifu because LDF played it and everybody else played it afterwards. So we ban cards to continue, uh, continuously shake up the format. Uh, out of the gate, I will say now that uh, Radiant Greninja is banned, Regigigas is banned, and Solrock is banned so far. And that way, no one is just grabbing the decks that they've already been playing in Standard and bringing it to the tournament. Uh, I, I won't go crazy banning the Lost Engine stuff just yet since it's brand new. It's a new set. We want everybody to have fun and play with the new cards. But... Everyone just play quad cram. Go, it, go, go, yeah, go. I mean, that's people are trading uh, cram like uh, the new Zapdos Jirachi. It kind of uh, is. Yeah. So we'll see how that breaks down. Uh, you know, if they can, if your opponent can set stuff up, then good for them. Um, I was going to consider banning uh, Dracovish again, which we've banned before because it kind of like locked a lot of things out of the game. But now with Cramorant in the mix. Uh, on the Lost Engine, I really don't see a need to ban Dracovish because you can just cram poke it twice and call it a day. Um, yeah. So keep an eye out for the full ban list, but I think it's most likely just going to be those three and maybe Weezing sneaking into the fourth because abilities are just so important. 
and wheezing has caused problems before. We had an unhinged one where we had no ban list after a while, and it was like wheezing mirrors all day long, and it was very aggravating. Uh, so I don't know if I want to go down that road ever again with wheezing uh, free. But yeah, uh, single price showdown, play.limitless.com. Uh, link will be in the pod description. Thursday the 22nd, I'll have Lost Origin packs as prizes for that. So well, I'm going to uh, be there. I'm going to play Dugong since you banned my Reggies. That's I right. There you go. I unfortunately work that day, but I will tune in after I get back from work. Yeah, right on. I'm going to try and at least do one or two of them a month. Um, and we'll go from there. Is it sponsored by Gust of Wind? Sure, if Gazer gives me money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. He can't because uh, he, he, he lost the win a box. Yeah, he lost the win a box. Oh, so no. he's, we've, he's been voted off the pod. You've been voted it's off the, the island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next week, my guest is going to be me, myself, and Irene, uh, and whoever else I can find. I don't know. I'm kidding. Uh, Gazer will be back uh, next week, maybe. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, all right. So now the floor is all of yours. Uh, feel free to plug uh, each and every one of your individual channels, your socials, your Twitches, your YouTube, your Twitters, your Instagrams, your OnlyFans, your TikToks, and of course the trainer oh, skill. So have at it. Uh, take it away, guys. Not everybody all at once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think anyone wants to seem like, you know, super, like, uh, rush to do it like that's the only reason <laughs> all right well then, then you're first because you were the you were the last one technically and you were the the, yeah. the challenger approached uh in the, in the middle of the stream so uh, sh- uh sure i mean everything i do is at nine card tcg i make mostly youtube videos but in the past week i've been streaming a few days a week also nine card tcg on twitch so uh um, near daily content whether it's on youtube or, or twitch except for tomorrow i don't have anything for mondays because it's my day off um but yeah instagram twitter all that fun stuff uh, maybe if you guys ask nicely i'll do an only fans but for now it's just the the pokemon content okay <laughs> well i tried sorry gazer <laughs> <laughs> all right on guard take it away all right well i am on guard if you haven't seen any of my content. I stream generally Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 7. Uh, I'm more a streamer than I am a YouTuber. However, I do post YouTube content on my YouTube. Both of them are just on guard. My Twitter is on guard VT because uh, I do tend to stream with a virtual model. So, yes, I am a VTuber, but I am also a human. Anyway. Um, Debatable. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Am I a human? Who knows? The world may never know. Regardless. <laughs> also, follow Trainers Guild on Twitter, because that is our Twitter account where we will be posting our content there soon. Uh, we'll be posting like the links to whatever videos we post in the coming weeks, as well as uh, just talking about accomplishments, talking about uh, what tournaments we play in, how well we do in those, and so on and so forth. Just Content for the team. Anyway, Ooh. I'll send it on over to Vulcan. Uh, well, yeah, you guys can follow me everywhere uh, that I am. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe the OnlyFans. You know, I mean, it is at uh, Jumping Raccoons. It's just raccoons doing jumping jacks. But you guys can follow me over on Twitch and Twitter at Vulcan Turtle TCG. I'm live on Twitch every Monday and Tuesday and Friday at around 6 p.m. on Mondays and Tuesdays and starting around 10:30 p.m. Eastern time on Fridays. 
Yeah, follow him anywhere except for his own home. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not an invitation to go breaking into anyone's homes. Uh, the Gust of Wind podcast does not endorse uh, breaking and entering, even though that's Gazer's uh, off-time uh, hobby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway uh wow. i'm steuben without gazer beam 2k uh this has been a weird episode but of course uh these guys are awesome uh, so please go follow them and support them and of course support the trainers guild and like i'm a secret member don't tell anybody um we'll, I guess, jokes out of the bag i guess but you know we've been we've been all playing together and it's been a lot of fun and uh, it'll be a lot of uh fun times to have us all together uh at baltimore this coming weekend so if you're there come say hi to any of us uh come find us come harass us uh just don't punch me in the absence of gazer since he's on the west coast uh i don't i don't i don't want to be a punching bag for for him um but yeah that's it for the gust of wind podcast season two episode two uh catch you guys in the next one uh hopefully gazer's here if not whatever but yeah much love peace out take it easy